Get ready for inspirational, motivational, purpose-driven conversation with Courtney Cottrell and Dr. Pat Vasily. This is Unapologetically Favored, a show where you will learn to be yourself, love yourself, and walk in your purpose without fear or worry. Courtney is a leader of many and a friend to all. She is a passionate speaker, author, and 21-year active duty master chief with the United States Navy, here to show you that obstacles are everywhere. But the moment you stop letting your setbacks define you, you start to see yourself in a brilliant new light. Find your confidence, own your power, and never apologize for who you are. Unapologetically favored starts now. Hi, I am Courtney Cottrell. And I'm Dr. Pat. And we've got a great show for you today. Wow. Let me just say this, Courtney, for a little bit, I I want people to know why we're doing this. And let's just give them a little backdrop. If those of you don't know about what the show's about, Unapologetically Favored with Courtney Cottrell, this is about walking in your purpose. But here's the deal. This is taking on tough conversations. This is talking about the things that you're feeling on the inside, but you don't know how to handle or you don't know how to do. Right. Right. Today, right, Courtney, today we're talking about the comeback after the setback. Oh, yes. Resiliency. It's all about resiliency. This is going to be a huge topic because this era, this time that I like to call the Amazon Prime era, it's filled with so many people who encounter tough times, you know, setbacks in their life, and they don't know how to cope. They don't know how to get back on track. So this is going to be a heavy conversation that I think people, it's going to be very relatable. It's going to be very relatable. Uh, Look, here's the deal. I look at you and people look at me and they look at our what's on paper about us. Here you are, you're a motivational speaker. You're an author. You're somebody out in the world. You're active duty United States Navy Master Chief. I almost call you that every show, but I, you know, I'm kind of like holding back a little bit. (laughs) I just love saying it. I just love saying it. But, but here you are, you're bringing your experience forward in the world for a higher purpose. And part of that higher purpose is to understand that we are unapologetically favored. So tell me like this topic in particular, you're really on the pulse right now of what people are feeling, but the silence is deafening now. Yes. You, you, once you're, when you are unapologetic about who you are and you're able to, you know, kind of take ownership of your truth and your story and just kind of level up your life, you are building that internal strength you need to survive in everyday life. And that includes being able to be resilient when you need to be resilient. And it just being unapologetically favored, you know, the title of the show, which I just, that has just been my brand and my everything because it just speaks volumes and it covers a lot of things. Um, you know, when you're unapologetically favored, you in, you encompass resiliency. You have that because you are in tune with who you are. You are aware of your emotions and, you know, how you react to certain things. So you're able to kind of, you know, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but you're, you're able to kind of put blockers up or, you know, set a course for yourself, the right course for yourself to get to wherever it is you have to go. And you're okay with that because you already know what's to come and your expectation is there and you're okay. You're just okay with that. So I love it. I want to talk about this and get right into about what resiliency is. I got to tell you something. I watched a movie this weekend that I, I wasn't going to watch 
you know, I just, I saw the original movie, but mm -hmm. they got me. The trailers got me. I think it was Zendaya. I think just her picture, like on the screen, I'm like, okay, I got to watch that movie. I mean, she, just the way she's looking at everybody right there. I just got to watch her in this movie. And, and I watched the movie. And what I forgot about this was the book. And I forgot about the words in the book. And one of the phrases in the book is this, fear is the mind killer. Yeah. And it's a longer verse, right? But it's, it's also resiliency is mm -hmm. also the antidote to that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I know for me, when I talk about resiliency, I speak about it because I've, I've been there. I've had to bounce back from, you know, different situations in my life. But when you look back over your life, there are so many different situations that, you know, anybody and everybody have been through. And if you're on the opposite side of that, if you've made it through that, you're resilient. You're a little bit stronger, a little bit more wiser. But that fear while you're going through the process can make or break you, you know? And, but once you overcome that fear and you make it to the end of the situation, you know, that, that fear it did nothing but just strengthen you. But fear, you're going to run into fear before you actually, you know, you know, connect with the resilient part. That fear is going to be there. I love talking about this. Let's talk about some stereotypes if we could. You know, I, I, uh, I, I was on a call the other day and I just had to stop somebody in their tracks. They were talking millennial this, millennial that. And I had to stop them because <laughs> I'm sitting next to, I'm in a room next door to Miss Jessica, right? Oh, Jessica. And there's no way that those stereotypes are going to work. But here we go. Let's talk about this. Oh, yeah. Let's so this. We have people say, oh, this these people coming up, they're not resilient or th this group of people. They don't know what it's like to struggle or this group mm -hmm. of people. I mean, where are we where are we getting that? Where is that coming from? And why do we have that belief? I mean, you think know, about what people have gone through here. 9-11 right. economic right. downturn. I mean, right. come on. So in, in the Navy, I, I teach a course called My Navy Coaching. It's kind of like a life coaching type um, situation, but it's kind of with a military Department of Defense kind of background to it now. And in the facilitation of the course that I teach, I talk about the five generations that we have in the workplace, in the workforce right now. And it could be even more by now. I don't know. But I like to explain the young people, you know, just living in this time. I call it the Amazon Prime era. Because everybody wants to place their order today and get it tomorrow. But at the same time, you know, as I don't want to say as older people, but us more wiser people, you know, we've been through a lot more in life because we've had to work for it. We've had to struggle and come up. Um, and an analogy I like to use a lot is, is when people have toddlers, when, you know, mothers have toddlers, the toddlers are getting ready to walk and all of a sudden they fall down. The first instinct is to run over and pick them up, check them out, make sure they're good to go. They're not hurt, you know, but if you continuously do that over the course of a child's life, they're never going to learn how to pick themselves up. But if the toddler falls down and you give them a minute to collect themselves, to get up, to make sure they're okay, let them be the one to figure it out. That's the, for me, that is the beginning of resiliency. So as they're getting older and coming into young adulthood, they're maturing. They know that if I fall down this one time and get up, it's okay because I can stand up, put myself back on my two feet. 
But if we don't allow them to do that as they're growing up, if we're always there coddling, if we're always there trying to, you know, make sure that they're good, they're never going to understand that as an adult, you know, it, if you have a setback, you can pick yourself back up. And it's not their fault. You know, I think I was like, it's not their fault. We, we, we do it. We do it a lot. And it, it just makes it so much easier in the generations now because everything's just so easily accessible and they get what they want, instant gratification. And, you know, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, well, here's what we're going to talk about here, because you just hit something. You're going to hit me a little bit right up in the head with this. Uh And I want to just get right on it, because resiliency has no limitation of age and it has no limitation of time. You know, anybody that has gone past let's just call it stepped in a pothole, because it could be a little teeny pothole. We just like, oh, I stepped in a pothole and dirty my little sneakers. (laughs) Or you step in a pothole and holy cow, I just broke my leg in that pothole. It is like I can't get out of the pothole because I just that's a giant pothole. And it doesn't matter. Every experience builds some form of stamina in life. And, you know, a lot of times you don't have to step in a pothole to build resilience. Resilience. And let me ask you this, because this is what you bring forward. Resilience can also be built on motivational experiences in life, right? Do you know what I mean? Like somebody looking at you and saying, wow, that was a great presentation, Courtney, right? It comes from both, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It it really, really does. And, you know, know, I love my my favorite author, you know, or motivational speaker, Brene Brown. And she Mm -hmm. talked about how, you know, people, who handle hard, tough times, you know, they, they can do that because they have the self-awareness of their emotional worlds, you know, which includes acknowledging your uncomfortable, your, your spaces, you know, like you have to be in tune with that. But, you know, the, the, the resiliency for me, I, I love motivational speaking because when you go through a situation where you are put in a certain situation and you have to sit in a dark corner and think about what you're going through. And you have to make a decision at that moment to either let that continue to keep you in a corner and nobody keeps baby in the corner, or you can get up and say, you know what, I'm going to take control of my life. I'm going to do this. I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out better. I'm going to come out smarter, wiser, whatever it is. So that as you continue on your journey in life, you're prepared for the next thing and it doesn't hurt as bad because you can bounce back, you can overcome. And you take that and you use that as your motivation to share with other people. And it makes you so relatable. It makes and it, and I, and I love it, just having conversations with people who've been through things um, and, and they don't know what to, how, to, how to get out of it. I'm like, look, I am a, a, a testimony for you that if you, it's all about your mindset too, your mindset, which is really huge when it comes to resiliency, because we control that. We can't control that, but it's all about your mind, your mindset. If you allow certain situations to hold you back and you use it as a crutch, you're never going to get make it forward. You're never, it's never going to happen. So being motivational about it, once you come out of a situation, it's so imperative to help the next person and pay it forward, because you don't know what that person is going through. And we thrive when we see people become successful from something that we were not able to do. It gives us a little bit motivation to kind of keep pushing forward. 
You know, I love this. We're going to talk about this when we come back from break. We're going to take a look at what are the building blocks? You know, what are they? And how do they not seem like building blocks? How, how does some of these building blocks that, you know, we, Courtney and I are going to talk about right now, how are some of these okay. building blocks don't feel like buildings, like they feel like quicksand? Right. That's what they really feel like. How many right. of you have been feeling like you're in quicksand? But when we come back, we're going to tell you, no, that's not it. You yeah. know, that is a mind bender. What if we right. were to tell you that you can transform that quicksand, anything that you step in, that you feel that moment of despair, you can rise up from. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what does this mean to have a comeback? What does it look like? What does a comeback look like for you? TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let the journey begin. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Look at Unapologetically Favored is the show that Courtney Cottrell does. Um, what does it mean to walk in your purpose? Today, the comeback after a setback. How do you build resilience one step at a time? Courtney, before we really dig into this, how do people find out about you? Because this isn't just a part-time gig for you. This is a life calling and a purpose. You've been doing this for a long time. Oh, yeah. It shows up in your military service, but it shows up yeah. beyond that. How do people find out more about this? So you can follow me on my social media platforms, Facebook at Courtney A. Cottrell. Uh, also, you can follow me on Facebook under Unapologetically Favored. I am also on Instagram under Unapologetically C-A-K. Um, and I have a, a new website that is about to be delivered any day now. So that website will be unapologeticallyfavored.net. Okay. And you know what I'm saying, everybody here, right? The key to everything we're saying is this, unapologetically favored, unapologetically. And, you know, you're going to hear about from Courtney right now about what that means. When we say unapologetically, it is such an important word. Okay, let's get into this. Look, before the break, we laid the groundwork for resilience. But let's talk about what people don't talk about so much with resilience. And that is this idea of a setback right? You know, the difference between I'm walking down the street and I feel like I'm in quicksand. Okay. That's a little extreme, but it's, you Mm -hmm. get my, you get my point. A setback is a setback. I don't care how you define it. Right. But from your perspective, what have you learned about that setback being more or less a setup for something else? And how do we get there, Courtney? It's, It's a mindset. It's all about your mindset. There was a time um, where I actually, I failed a, a, a body fat test in, in the military. The first time in like, I don't I might've been about 16, 17 years in at the time. The first time ever, I failed the body fat percent by 1%. When you do that, you're going to be held accountable. So I was removed from the position that I had. I was, I mean, but I was still asked, okay, if you could go anywhere on the base, where would you want to go? And I said, okay, you know, I want to go over here and work with the, the, the young people who are struggling to pass, you know, their fitness test. Let me go over there and be some inspiration or something to them. So while I go over there, you know, I'm thinking about what part did I play in this? And I took full ownership. That's the first step is taking ownership of where you are at that time in your life, because you play a part in the situation that you're in, no matter what it is, you play a part, good or bad. So I had to own up to it. You know, I failed this. I failed this body fat test. I own that. 
Now, what can I do to show or to prove or to let people know that this failure does not define me? This failure is not going to hold me back. Because, and you have to think that way because a lot of people, they will watch you to see how you react. And I tell a lot of people, my protégés and people that know me, I would tell you that, you know, how you handle a difficult situation defines your character. And we are so quick to, to anger. We are so quick to want to snap back because we're living in a time where people only want to experience the goodness in life. They only want to experience the comfort, the pleasures, the happiness, the success. They don't want none of the hard stuff. But in order to get to that side of the mountain, you have to climb the painful part first. And that's being vulnerable and open and taking ownership of that setback and saying, you know what, I need to fix this. So I, I, I did my job and it was funny because people were watching to see how I was doing this job. And they ended up questioning my supervisor asking, well, how was Courtney working out for you? And he said, oh, I love her. When I'm not at work, she stands in for me. She does my briefs. She does everything. And he said, oh, well, we're going to take her. And he's like, wait, no, but you sent her to me because, you know, she couldn't hold her job down anymore because of the, you know, the failure. So I had to think about that. And I said, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And sometimes rejection can be for your protection. Say when that again. I Let's said, say you know that what? again. Let's say Rejection. that deal. Let's go ahead and say that again. <laughs> say that real slow for me, Courtney. Come on. Rejection can sometimes be for your protection. That but we right don't want to stop. Powerful. Oh, powerful. But we don't want to stop and think about that. We think every time the word no is being said to us, that it's a negative thing. I look at the word no as meaning next opportunity. It might not have been for you at this moment but it's going to come at the next opportunity. But it's all, again, with your, your mindset, you're just shifting your mind. You can't, everything happens for a reason, but we want to course correct life the way we want it to go. And you can't do that. You got to take your hands off the wheel and just, you know, trust the process. But that's hard to do, especially if you've had so many setbacks, so many situations in your life where you felt like, you could not get out of that quicksand. Yeah. It holds you back from, you know, just trusting the process. Mm -hmm. But you have to be vulnerable. You have to just show up as who you are saying, this is me. I accept for responsibility. I am who I am. I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to trust the process and see if it works out in my favor. And nine times out of 10, it will. Mm -hmm. It will. It might not be the favor you're thinking about because you might've said, well, it should have been me in that position. <laughs> that position right. wasn't meant for you. That's right. It was meant for somebody else. You are better off over here, but we want to push back. So I, I took my hands off the wheel and I was put in a higher position at work. They ended up changing a whole command instruction to kind of help me get a qualification that I needed to get. And I thought about this, like, had I tried to course correct, had I tried to get an attitude, get mad, blame everybody else, I probably would not be here where I'm at right now. I'm that testimony that says that comeback after a setback is, is real, but we have to trust the process. The moment you decide you want to start going against the grain, that's when things don't work out for you. You know, I love that we're talking about this and we can really talk very specific things to people and we're going to do that throughout the show today. But one of the things, Courtney, that is so important to really look at is the details of what you just said. Yeah. There are some people that believe they're born 
in a setback position. And there are some people that are in the scheme of things, they have to do more to get right. themselves pulled up. But right. one of the things that we all have equally is our mindset and our heart set. See, we all have that equally. We all have the ability to really know what it feels like to have those moments. But we also have the ability to help each other. And part of what you're talking about, you you reference Brene Brown. You reference people that you've looked toward. You look to these folks and you said, I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to do something. And also when you were just describing this situation, this was an innovative, I didn't give up. This is like, I didn't give up, but I need to get up. See, give up, get up. Give up is over here. Get up is over here, right? right? Give up and get up. Don't live together. You you pick one or the other. You're either over here in a give up or you're over Mm -hmm. here in a get up. Right. And get up doesn't have to be defined as leaping tall buildings with a single bound, does it? It does not. 1% each day. I tell people, do something 1% each day to make yourself just a little bit, a little bit better. And, and the only time, you know, if I think the, the people are scared of failure, but I always say, you know, failure is not a failure unless you fall and you refuse to get up. If you just say, you know what, I'm just going to let, let life take me out because I don't want to do it anymore. That's when you have, you fail. But when you pull yourself up by your bootstraps or your high heels or your loafers or your tennis shoes, whatever you got on your feet, when you pull yourself up, not only does it, you know, show to other people that you are in control of your life, but it gives you a sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride. And it builds that, that inner power, that inner strength, that empowerment piece to show you that I can do this. Mm -hmm. That is that resiliency. That is, that is that, 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 the what you need to, to, to move throughout your life and be able to function and not think that everything is against you or, you know, you, you can't make it. I just, the, the down in the dumps type mindset is what holds you back. And that's why I love this topic today, because there are so many young people that are dealing with, you know, the social media aspect of things when you're comparing yourself to what you see on TV or on social media. They don't really understand the reality of that's not really real because nobody posts their, you know, their worst moments on social media for the world to see. They only going to post their, their good things. So we spend a lot of our times comparing ourselves to what we see, not realizing that that's not really, you know, that fitness model had body work done, you know, <laughs> but you're thinking like, I need to lose 115 pounds. Oh my God, this person looks good. And it's no, Stop right where you are, you know, and people don't know how to cope with that. They don't know how to cope with change. They don't know that the word no just means next opportunity. They think of no just being a failure and I can't get up. I can't come out of this, but it's all in your mindset. And we have to start talking about it more. We have to stop coddling people and telling them that, you know, just just let them at least one time experience a piece of a pain for themselves. You can't save everybody all the time because that's saving all the time is what's holding people back from being able to function on their own two feet. Yeah, I, I love this because it's the thread of what we're talking about here. And when we put it in the context of what you talk about all over the world, unapologetically favored, here's the deal. Unapologetically favored doesn't mean you don't take action. Unapologetically right. favored doesn't mean that you don't have feelings. It doesn't mean that you feel like you are 
like what I've been called from time to time, Pollyanna Patty. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not Pollyanna Patty. I know how to shift my attitude and I know how to right. show up and be right. an optimist. But I will tell you, I'm an optimist with an activist warrior heart. Just saying to, to my dying breath. I will never let our voter rights being taken from us. We have worked too hard for them. So this is me. Just, just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I will always look out for people that may not know what opportunities in front of them, but how can I help you? How can we rise up? Right. Look it. Here's the thing. I'll just leave you with this. Go to break and come back. Resilience to me, and I've seen it. I've seen this over here. I've seen, you know, the get up over here and the get out over here. How have I seen it? All you need to do is work with women. I don't, I only work with a few men, but work with women in addiction and recovery. All you need to do is work in that arena and you will see that there are literally two options and there are no more. That's it. You either get up or you are going to get out. You're going to be gone. And right. so as we move forward and we start to think about these things and we come back from break, I want to talk about how unapologetically favored resilience can change your life immediately. Ooh, See, I want to I want to bring this conversation to the conversation about if you're waiting and waiting and waiting that's not resilience. There are things right. that are showing up every day. Courtney, how do people find out more about you? Let's make sure they know. And when we come back, you're going to take us down the long and windy road of favoredness. So if you want to get in contact with me, follow my, my projects, my work, the podcast, catch up on the podcast, um, you can log on to Facebook at Unapologetically Favored or Courtney A. Cottrell for the podcast episodes. I am also on Instagram at unapologetically C-A-K. All right, everybody. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back. You are on Unapologetically Favored with Courtney Cottrell and Dr. Pat. And today's topic is a heavy one. We are talking about resiliency, the comeback after a setback. And I know before we went to break, we were talking, just asking that question, you know, how do you help people see or believe that their setback or that mm -hmm. moment or that failure or that, you know, them being stuck in quicksand is a setup for success? How do you make them feel and, and, and believe that? And I know for me, I, I think about the situations that I've been in and it, we people connect to, to people that have been through similar situations. So it, it, if you have been through a setback, you know, and you see somebody struggling, you have to show up and, and be that example of success because we want to see, we need proof. But at the same time, you know, it, it's hard when you have to acknowledge the painful parts and be vulnerable and be open. And, but it, resiliency is, is a muscle. When you're working out in the gym, your muscles get, get sore to get tired, you know, but the more you keep doing it, the less sore they are, the stronger they become. So you have to use resiliency the same way, being okay with it, understanding, being in, in you know, connection with your emotionals, both emotional states, bad and good. Like it just, it just has to happen that way. Without it, you're not going to, you're not going to progress forward. You know, 
I want to just talk about the energy of this. Let's talk energy for a minute. Um, I know there are a lot of things you can't talk about uh, because of your position in the military, your current <laughs> position in the military. And you and I were joking about it before. Uh, both of us have had the experience of top security clearance by the United yeah. States government, right? Yes. Uh, I now look back and I understand more about what that clearance meant than I did when I was 17, 18 years old, right? right? I mean, yeah. I didn't even get it. I mean, I, all I knew, I was walking into a place and talking to frogs because there were scientists <laughs> talking to frogs, right? But we've experienced a lot. There's so many opportunities to give up. Give up, get up. Give up, get up. Sometimes in my life, I've had to get to that place of desperation. I don't know why. I, I don't know what it is about me personally. I'm not saying you or anybody else. But what is it that has enabled me to move from that point that most people on the outside would look at and say, she's gone for just, just let her, they know nobody's going to be able to help that girl. That's just not going to happen to be in where I am today. And the good news is I had a stepmom. As much as I disliked her in my teenage years, taught me about perseverance. What's the relationship between perseverance, resilience, and getting up? You, perseverance, you, you have, it's like, for me, it's, it's a, it's an inner drive, an inner, an inner motivation. You, because everybody doesn't have it. You know, you do have some people that just, they're okay with just giving up. They don't want to get up. That's just, and you can't make them. But there are other people that want to get up. They want to persevere. They want to press forward. They want to move on. But maybe they just have never met anyone that has done that, that they can talk to. They don't know anybody that they can relate to that's going to show them the way. That getting up and being able to move forward out of a dark, a dark place in your life, no matter, you know, being homeless, losing a job, um, death of a loved one, a bad relationship, whatever the case may be, being able to get up and press through, having that perseverance to go through it, despite your fear, the, the, the unknown, everything, that is, that's a step towards resiliency. That's a piece of the resiliency puzzle. But we have a choice. Everybody has the same 84,600 seconds in a day to figure out if they're gonna allow a dark moment in their life to be that crutch to lean on. You know, I was homeless. I can't find anyone. I'm just gonna live in my car for the rest of my life. No, pick yourself up, put yourself out there, find resources, find people. You know, I'm in a bad relationship. I'm never gonna have a relationship ever again. No, pick yourself up. It's gonna be hard to trust people, but now you're a little bit more aware you're a little bit more in tune, you're a little bit more on guard so you can protect yourself the next time. But if you're in a bad relationship the next time, you know it's not gonna hurt as bad as it did the first time because you built a little bit of resiliency. But that perseverance goes hand in hand with resiliency because you have to, that, that's, like, that's like the middle ground when it comes between where you're at now and resiliency at the far, far end of your path. That perseverance is like in the middle because that's what you need to bust through in order to get to your end goal 
with being okay with your situation, taking ownership, standing in your truth and being unapologetic about, you know, your life and your situation and where you're at. And there's just so many people out there that I think they can really, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, um, benefit from just think self-awareness, just benefit from looking into resiliency, asking yourself, how can I bounce back from this? What can I do to get out of my situation? You know, I have one of my officers I work with, she's always saying, you know, what was my fingerprint on the situation? Where was my DNA? Oh yeah. And you have to add, you have to ask yourself that because we have a part in everything that happens in our lives, but that ownership is what's going to help you. That perseverance is what's going to help you being unapologetic about it, open and vulnerable, saying it happened. All I can do is just change it from here on out. That's part of that resiliency. I, you know, you, you must be reading my Ryan. I've been talking about my mentors uh, here recently in the past several weeks. And one of them was Mary Louise Smith and mm-hmm. one of my greatest mentors, but why was she my greatest mentor? I could never come in and I would come into her office and she would be sitting there. And this is back in the day when you could sit there. And all I just remember her is her beautiful makeup and lips and sitting in that chair, smoking that cigarette, drinking that coffee and just walking in and just complaining. And she would just be looking and, you know, just let me just roll on. And then she'd say, now, what part of the problem were you? And she wouldn't say it like that. She would look up, kind of deep voice, and she'd say, now, look, what part of the problem were you? And and I could not get her attention till I answered that that question. And I remember the first time she said it and the emotion I felt about it. But when I answered that question, to her liking, by the way, <laughs> not some made right. up story, right? You know, not like one of these. Well, let me tell you what part of the part of the problem I I was was when I let Joe do. No, that, that's not. That's about right. Joe. But let's talk about this. I love what you said because what? Why do we need a boat if we don't have water? Why do we need a car <laughs> if we don't have a road? Right. See, perseverance is that is that foundational piece underneath us that mm-hmm. we get to walk on and step on. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, there are some people that don't understand why we why we wear clothes. There are people in indigenous places. They're like, I don't we don't understand you people. We right. don't need them. Right. But the question really then becomes. What can we help people so that they get up and let's just be clear about get up. You got an evaluation that said, Courtney, this is not a qualifier. I got an evaluation that said, Pat, there's not a school in the country that's going to let you in with that score. Mm -hmm. And if we believe that that is the end of our game, if we believe that that is I'm stuck at the one yard line and I'm never going to get in. Right. That right there is not unapologetically favored. How do we get people to believe that they can make it across the goal line, that they can get up? So it, it, it all goes back to just the mindset trying to, you, you cannot have a negative mindset and be resilient at the same time. It doesn't go together for me. It doesn't go together. If you are resilient, that is because you took ownership you had to answer the question, what 
fingerprint did you lay on the situation? What was your DNA? What was your part in it? You see, we we can't control people, places, or things, but we can control our response to people, places, or things. And a lot of times people want to just, again, snap off and have an attitude, blame other people for their faults and their failures or, you know, sink it in the quicksand. But no, that's not how it goes. Change your mindset. Say, you know what? This, I did this. This was my fault. I took ownership of my situation when I failed at that BCH uh, test because I played a part in that. It wasn't nobody else's fault. I fed myself. Nobody first fed me, you know? I fed myself and understanding that, okay, things in life happen. I can either dwell in this and let this hold me back now, or I can say, you know what? This does not define Courtney. Courtney is better than this. And figure out a way to resolve the issue. Talk to people, get mentorship, you know, find some motivation somewhere, but do not let that be a crutch. Do not use that as an excuse as to why you can't get something. The mindset has to change. If you cannot get out of a negative mindset and you're thinking everything is always personal or it's an attack on you, nothing's ever going to go your way. And you're always going to be stuck in that dark spot in your life. You know, is you, you, it's, it, I, I tell you, everything goes back to the mind for me. It's all about the mind. You know, it's really interesting. Somebody's what, what somebody thinks is a deficit turns out to be something interesting. You know, when I did my begging for money at the Port Authority, I still had a little bit of a stuttering problem. I had, first of all, I was in a stressful situation that I had to beg for money at the oh, yeah. Port Authority. Yeah. Um, and so whenever you're in that situation, you know, those of us that have experiencing, I'm doing it right now, experiences with stuttering, you know, we have those moments where, we just can't get the word out. Right. But that deficit in a port authority, once I figured out to have two baseball caps, like for both teams, like you make sure you got all the teams covered. You don't want to put like a <laughs> hat on that, you know, once I figured that on my stuttering had an impact on the people walking by in a positive way. Now, what, what? What are you saying? How, how did that become a positive thing? To the point where the other people, the other kids in a Port Authority were like, don't sit next to her. She's going to get all the money. Don't just don't sit next to her. Just like go somewhere else. Let her sit there. Get away from her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why? Here's why. Because my heart was in the right place genuine mm -hmm. i was genuinely there and the people that had one second because you you learned this this is why i'm saying i learned everything on the streets here in this short time in my life you see them coming and you start not when they're in front of you but you learn how to be proactive and you start right. by looking at them and talking why by the time they walk by me almost most of them passing me throwing money backwards right? Why did they do that for me? Why did that stuttering deficit do that for me? Well, they felt sorry for me. And so when I look back at that, I didn't ask for them to pity me because I got to tell you, I was running as fast as I could. I just couldn't get the words out. But what if there was no such thing as a deficit? 
What if that setback was really what Courtney's going to talk about when we come back? What if that really was a doorway to a favorite event in your life that is unimaginable to you? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Unimaginably, unapologetically favored. Courtney Cottrell, Dr. Pat. We'll be right back. Get empowered. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, Courtney. You know, look, we're going to really dig into this uh, and and really help some folks move and shift their minds before they do. I love that you got a new website going. How do we find out more about you? How do we find out about your books? How do we find out about everything you're doing? Oh, yes. Everything I'm doing. So follow me in all my work, my projects. You can even purchase some gifts if you want some unapologetically favored gifts. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited about that launch. Um, Unapologetically favored on Facebook. Or you can do Courtney A. Cottrell on Facebook and also on Instagram at unapologetically C-A-K. And if you want to purchase gifts, you can go to shopfavored.net. Look, I... Let's just talk about this. Sometimes we go through life and we put ourselves in a category like I got the deficit. I was just sharing Mm -hmm. that story before the break. Um, And during the break, I was telling you about that. You know, I stuttered growing up as a kid. But now that I'm older, I realize the benefit. You know, by stuttering, I learned how to really listen. Right. I don't know if you know what it's like, but, you know, by the time you are a stutterer, by the time you get the answer out to the first question, the person that's asking you has asked you five other questions. Right. (laughs) I can't wait for you. Um, But let's bring this home now. Because as we're looking at unapologetically favored, and we're looking at the eternal view of infinite possibilities, we have to help people rise up right now. Tell us, tell us how to do it. Oh, coming about the setback, you know, um, being there for people, when you know they're going through something, one is, is tremendous. And I do believe, you know, for Courtney, when I went through, like my situation that I went through, it, it, it was really, to me, it was devastating because here I was, I was a fitness instructor. I taught swim lessons. I taught spin classes. Um, I was doing youth fitness type things and not just in the Navy, but also in a YMCA in Virginia Beach. So my fitness to me was like everything. And to hear those words, you failed this test. I wanted to sit in traffic. Like, <laughs> what do you mean I failed? Like, I don't do failure. Did... And, it, and it takes you to a place in your life where you're just like, you do for a split second. So you know what, that's it. I'm giving up. I don't want to do this anymore. This is a joke. But how long do you want that pain to last? That's the next question. Like, are you, is that something that you just want to, you know, just, just bathe in for like forever? Or do you want to start healing from that? And if you choose to heal from that, how do you do it? Luckily for me, I did have um, some really, really good friends that I had one girlfriend. I, I love her to death, but she, I, I remember going to her office in, um, and she saw the look on my face. Like I was just so disappointed and upset because when you felt something, not only is it just an outside battle, but it's an internal battle as well, because how dare I fail? How dare I let myself down? How did you get to this point? 
You know, you're like, no. So I walk in her office and she looked at me. She said, what's up, Court? And I just started crying. And she said, oh, my goodness. She shut the door. And she said, what's wrong? And I, I said, I failed my, my body assessment, my body fat assessment test. And she's looking at me like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, what do you mean? Okay. Like, cause you're supposed to be feeling my pain right now. You know, like, I just, yeah. it's, this is not okay. And I remember she said, you know what? It is what it is. Okay. We're not worrying about that. So what are you going to do to fix it from here? How are you going to rise up out of this? You get one day to be in your feelings, but after that, you need to hit the ground running. I can't really tell you on air what she really said, but I'm, I, that was the clean version. And when I went home, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm going to prove to people that, yes, I am better than this. I can get up and do this. And as I started trusting the process and not letting this failure define me, doors begin to open. Things begin to shift. Situations and opportunities were presenting themselves. And the funny thing about this entire story is that there was another individual, a man that failed it as well. He ended up retiring. He was going against the grain. He was making a big deal of it. Meanwhile, I was over here saying, you know what? Whatever is in store for me, that's going to be in store for me. I'm going to trust the process, but I'm going to do everything I can to, to, to kind of navigate and mm -hmm. make sure I'm good. And when I did that, it gave me a story to share. Mm -hmm. It made me relatable. It helped me motivate other right. people who might have went through the same thing because they're like, right. I'm not going to get out of this. Well, I want to be really clear about the impact of this, because in the position you're in, in the career path you're in, that oh, is yeah. a that is a game changer. It is That evaluation and having that come back to you. That is a career redirect. It is. You know, people may not understand the full impact of what you're talking about. This in this impacted not just you personally, but impacted the trajectory of your vision, your purpose and your passion. It oh, yeah. could have done that. Oh, yes. But it didn't. Right. Because <laughs> I, I would have just been, I would have gave up and been like, I would have just gave up and I would not be here right now, you know, about to be a, a, a author of three published books and having a podcast and, and inspiring people and motivating people. Like I would not be here right now. But again, I allowed the process to work for me. I allowed myself to take ownership, to persevere, to, to, just understand what was happening and say, okay, you know what? I got this and not let that define who I didn't use it as a crutch. And a lot of people do that. They'll use it as a crutch and then blame everybody else. But it's like, no, you have opportunity after opportunity to figure out what you want to do, how you want to do it, where are you going to go? But we have to, if we have experienced something, we have to empower the next person, be the example for them because people want to see an example of what they're going through and the fact that they can overcome that, it can be successful. They want to see that happen in real life. Yeah. You don't go to a store and just buy something without test driving or smelling it or feeling the sweater. Like you don't do that. You don't go in blind. And that's the same thing we do when it comes to people in our life experience. We don't want to walk in blind. We want to know that we're going to come out on top on the other side, but we need proof and evidence that that's possible. You know what I love about this? And, and this is really one of the takeaways from this today is this is helping people see 
that when we're watching people, especially in the United States in our pop culture, we see an enormous gap between where we are and where we're going to go. But here's what I loved about this story you just told and also about my own journey. The minute I am able to change a single thought and snatch it from the jaws of defeat, just one thought, the minute I can do that, that is moving me out of setback. And see, we don't realize that. The minute that you were able to have a different perspective on a score, a number, you are on your way up again. And see, this is part of resilience building, isn't it? You know, we don't have to really tackle the entire thing. It's like saying to somebody, you need to be a chess master in a year. And they're thinking, I don't even know what that is. What is that? What is chess? Right. Everybody knows what chess is from the Queen's Gambit now. But just saying. (laughs) Um, But if you have a desire to be that. So we have to help people fuel up their desire don't we yeah, we have to you have to be that motivation for other people because some people just don't know where to begin and when you've never been shown or given an opportunity to be resilient when you are sitting in a dark place in your life i tell people you're there for a reason your, your, your presence at that time in your life in a situation it has a purpose it has a meaning and you're always going to repeat situations in life that you haven't learned a lesson from. You're just going to keep going through it. So when you're in a dark place in your life, when you feel like you've hit a setback, use the people around you as motivation, inspiration. Let them pour into you because you in that dark place at that moment, you're just a seed being planted. You're not being buried. You're being planted. And the people that are in your life around you at that time, they are your water resources. They're pouring into you to groom you, to guide you, to mold you, to show you the way out, to help you grow up out of that dark place and to bloom and blossom and and become stronger every waking day, every moment. But you have to trust that process and understand and see and and have that mind shift, that Mm -hmm. taking ownership and being okay, being unapologetic about your situation at that time is what's going to get you out of that. And it's going to build resilience. You know, part of this gets back to the way you started this. And I want to ask you, you know, in these closing minutes, really, um, you don't just talk this. You're living it every day of your life. Every day. And what you bring forward are real people, real solutions, and real ideas Because if there was ever a time that we could support and infuse the mindsets of people with a firm notion of unapologetically favored, that in itself is a step one to resilience, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just, and as I go through this process, because every day is still a learning experience. Every day you're (laughs) going to have a setback, right? Something's going to happen and you're just like, God dang, again, you know, but again, it's all about how you want to handle it, you know, but when I take that unapologetically portion of unapologetically favored and I look at it, it's just all encompassing for me, the ownership, the, 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 the life guidance, you know, the picking myself up, the not giving up, but just getting up, the perseverance, 
the bounce back after a setback. Like it's just so encompassing for me. And I just want people to be unapologetic about everything. Yeah. In their yeah. Life, you know? yeah. You know, hopefully we'll get to talk about people that have showed up unapologetically favored in one of these upcoming shows. Oh, yeah. I love to. I tell you, I, I love to talk about people like Greta Thunberg, Paul, mm. Greta, little Greta came out as little Greta, you know, an advocate warrior for climate change. Oh, yes. And then after her family and her getting some death threats, decided to do a remix and came out of the gate. So this is this is part of resilience here. If we could just say it. Sometimes we get to react and respond in ways that other people see us as, as uncharacteristic. Right. But isn't that also part of our transformation journey? It is. Because when you're going through something, people are in, I tell people all the time, there are going to be people, your haters, in a bush waiting to see how you're going to handle a situation because they are expecting you to give up, to quit, to be angry, to be upset, to just get mad. And when you do the total opposite, it throws people off. They're like, wait, what? That's not supposed to happen. Because it's out of character. No, you're supposed to be angry right now. No, because that's what you want me to do. I'm going to control this right now. I, it goes back to not being able to control people, places, or things, but being able to control your response. And a phrase I love to use is if you can entertain clowns with your attention, they're going to keep performing. Nobody was born to truly be in a circus. Like we are not circus animals, you know? So you cannot give your energy into giving people what they want because they want it. When you do that, you have let them win. You're not gonna win my life over me because this is my life. So you gotta take that control, take that ownership back. It's no, no, no ma'am, no sir, that's not how this works. But know that people are gonna expect you to act a certain way because that's the norm. And when you don't and you're out of character, that's when you win. It's going to throw them off because they realize now they can't get to you anymore. I love it. This is a topic for our next show. I can't wait to talk oh about, you know, what what act are we in the circus of our lives? What act Ooh. are we? And for those of you, you're going to have to Google Greta to find out what she's up to. But yes, yes. Uh, Greta came out at birth being an advocate for climate change. Courtney has it. come out at birth for being an advocate <laughs> for unapologetically favored. Courtney, website, how do people find out about you? So go on to Facebook and follow me at Courtney A. Cottrell and also on Facebook as unapologetically favored. I'm on Instagram under unapologetically C-A-K and stand by for my new website. It's going to be unapologeticallyfavored.net. If you want to purchase some favorite gifts, log on to shop favored net and you can buy you some wonderful just motivational inspirational wall art and notebooks and all that good stuff so i love sharing my story my message with everybody and i'm still working on my bmi just saying i'm <laughs> <laughs> just still working on it uh thank you we're all always for, gonna be a working process <laughs> yes boy thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on and remember this is your life please say yes to it in an unapologetically favored way Thanks to Courtney A. Cottrell. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for tuning in to Unapologetically Favored. When you stop worrying about what others think and start walking in your purpose, you allow yourself to grow, you discover all the gifts you have to offer the world, and everything begins to shift from uncertainty to possibility. Can't get enough? Unapologetically Favored is also a book. Bring home a copy and learn more about Courtney by visiting unapologeticallyfavored.com. We will see you right here next time. And until then, keep walking in your purpose.